Welcome to HR in 15, a podcast dedicated to addressing the complexities of modern HR in just 15 minutes. Brought to you by Prestige PEO, simplifying HR. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of HR in 15. I am your host, Eric Foodham, Chief Operating Officer here at Prestige PEO. Got a really exciting topic today. We are going to talk about how to design post-COVID office. We're going to talk about, you know, what that looks like, what you should be thinking about as you open your, your office or a company opens their office and 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 just different types of um, things to, uh, to talk about. We'll be talking about social distancing, which is arguably one of the most challenging aspects of COVID-19. And with so many regulations to consider, a lot of businesses are completely rethinking the office environment. We have here today, and I'm excited to bring in Marcus Rosenau, Principal of SSP Architects. Marcus works directly with design staff as a go-to resource for all types of technical questions and heads up um, quality control efforts at his firm. He is an advocate for thoughtful, sustainable design and the positive impact it can have on our health, our productivity, and our business. He's here to share design ideas and best practices to help businesses adjust during and after COVID-19. How are you doing today, Marcus? I am doing wonderful. Thank you. We're glad to uh, have you here and glad to have your expertise here. Um, before we uh, before we get started, I, I got a quick question for you. W- what does the year 1891 mean to you? Well, 1891 is the year that SSP was founded. Um, it was started by a single architect, actually. The first licensed architect in the state of New Jersey started the firm and then 129 years of handing it off to different people and uh, to what we are today. That's amazing. SSP Architects has been in business for in a very in different variations for 129 years. That is correct. That is unreal. Congratulations for uh, I guess many years of success. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So so oh, by the way, um, just want to make sure I, I understand you are a Yankee fan. Is that fair? I am. Yes. Okay. Just uh, you're talking about Met fan here, so let's uh, <laughs> let's keep it on the down low. All right. No worries. Very professional. Very, very professional. Exactly right. All right. So, so Marcus, what what steps should businesses take immediately as they welcome employees back to the office? They've uh, made a decision that we're opening up the office and ready to go. Well, what should they be thinking about? Sure. Very important question. Um, and as architects, you know, I want to frame it in the sense that, you know, we we surely want to understand why you know we are doing things and. Uh, as as it relates to COVID-19 and the coronavirus, you know, a lot of our decisions and recommendations are grounded in uh, two fundamental guidelines. And one is the social distancing that you mentioned at the beginning. And so, you know, that's how we interact with different people. And then there's the whole idea of, you know, hygiene and cleanliness and how we interact with surfaces and things. And, you know, how do we, how do we manage those touch points? So from those two basic principles, then we can look at how it applies to different businesses and how design and the configuration of space can encourage and reinforce that social distancing behavior. So, so if I'm a company and I ha- and I'm taking those two major factors mm-hmm. into consideration and I have basically a small office, I would think that these are the, knowing that we have a very small office. That's where you come in and say, hey, this is how you should think about separating employees, where they sit in terms of, you know, that six feet apart social distancing and then making sure that there's enough 
areas where there's hygiene can take place, right? Proper hygiene can take place. Is that, is that correct? Okay. Yeah, that's, that's a good way to frame it. Um, we you know, certainly understand that, you know, anything facility related, you know, space planning, you know, the layout, doors, windows, and air conditioning, that's all one piece of the overall puzzle. But, you know, when it does come down to the facilities, the biggest issue is, you know, where are people going to sit? Most of the time, they're probably sitting at a desk or in meetings. So how do you manage that aspect of it? And a lot of, a lot of the uh, issue is over the years, more recently, companies have moved towards really condensing their workspaces, you know, saving time, getting the most value out of every square foot by uh, setting, sitting desks closer and closer together. Uh, to the point where you, know, you may have heard the term benching, you know, where they have just rows of desks and everybody's sitting practically shoulder to shoulder and even face to face because, you know, the idea being one, you can get a lot of people working, to, working, but also working together. You know, the idea is to really increase that collaboration. And unfortunately, in a COVID world, that means people are very close to each other. They're certainly within that six foot range. So starting to look at ways to spread people apart, knowing that, you know, there may not be a, pl a place to grow. So there are sometimes policy issues in terms of alternating schedules that we have to discuss with businesses. But really the idea is to spread people out, try to get desks separated, try to get this idea that all the desks are facing one direction, right? So that you don't have people facing each other and having that interaction that increases the likelihood of, you know, the, the virals, virus spread. Yeah. So, so in, in essence, you're, you're not recommending really um, going forward with benching designs anymore, I would think, at least for now, right? That is correct. Yes. And even, you know, there's another idea where people, you know, this idea of hoteling where, you know, there, you don't have an assigned desk and people come in, they sit wherever they want each day. And, you know, that, as you can imagine, that means you have multiple people touching desks, touching computers, you know, or phones, what have you. And that just increases the likelihood of spread. Sure. So, you know, trying to move away from that at this time as well. Yeah, that's, that's a little scary as well. Um, you know, it's funny. I, I had, I've always believed, you know, not having necessary dividers between employees. So, you know, employees where they have, you know, proper spacing can communicate, you know, effectively and not have to, you know, stand up and look over divider or whatever the case right. is. I, should I rethink that? I mean, is it possible now in a new world that you'd be recommending having dividers in place? So, you know, it's kind of like that mass concept. Good question. It, it certainly depends on the configuration and how much you're able to social distance without them. If there is the possibility that you have people that are, you just can't avoid it, that you have to get people close together or sitting near each other, then yes, it makes sense to have those screens. Historically, the, a lot of those cubicle walls were solid, so you had to you know, constantly poke exactly. up, right, right. And kind of, and do that. But you know, materials these days, you know, glass and plastics and things that are clear, are certainly more cost effective and readily available. So you you don't lose that openness that is so inviting and engaging to an office. Right, a you cultural know, kind of thing. Yeah. You know, a lot of what we talk about is you know having an office that's pleasant to go to as well. So you know having good daylight, having good air, you know having you know good colors and acoustics. Those are all considerations. And um, so so yeah. So so the the topic of air and ventilation is is hot. Or it's a hot topic. No no kind of pun intended there. But uh, <laughs> what what um 
for an existing workspace, is there anything to to think about there in terms sure. of how the air and ventilation should be? So I would say there are probably two main things to look at as you're coming into an, an office you know, and re reopening. There are two things that get immediately and re relatively easily. One is the just the flow of air and making sure that you have good ventilation going on. Now, the caution to that is it's not just a matter of turning up the fan. Blowing more air into the space doesn't necessarily do you good because you might be bringing in hot, humid air in the summer that doesn't necessarily make it healthier. It wears down the mechanical systems. There are people who advocate increased filtration, you know, putting stronger filters into a mechanical system. Well, that wears and tears on the mechanical system. Things you have to balance. So one is sure. looking at that overall ventilation rate. And the second would be, and this is something that might be relatively easy to check, that's just the schedule of when those mechanical units operate. A lot of mechanical systems are on timers or have some kind of building management system that controls when mechanical units run. I would so, advocate simply checking that schedule to make yeah. sure that it is working for the times that people are actually there, possibly setting it to start a little earlier to get more air into fresh air into the space, setting it to run a little longer so that by the time everybody's gone, it, it, it clears out the space yeah. you know, with some fresh ventilation. Yeah. So, so this is, these are, these are steps. Um, and this is important that, you know, if you're moving back into your space, you know, reopening, you maybe want to check with your landlord, right? That their, their, their air is moving. And, and as you said, maybe those schedules are happening before, you know, people get to the office. So air is already circulating throughout the office and then it's doing it, you know, periodically throughout the day. So it never gets stale, right? Correct. Yep. Very good. Very good. All right. So now, now that we talked about. Um, you know, kind of existing workspaces. I want to bring it back to, hey, I'm opening an office. And I'm opening a office in kind of like this mid-COVID pandemic stage, right? How how should I think about designing that office? Sure. Brand new space. Yeah, and that's, a, that's an important question as we frame the other end of the conversation. Talked a bit about, you know, what are some of the easy steps that we can take to deal with the main ideas of social distancing and, and cleaning, but, you know, Moving ahead, you know, what, what is that ideal office look like now? And, you know, sometimes we, it's very important to understand what that ultimate goal is so that we can adjust the other way if necessary. So there are things that we deal with in terms of a new layout as far as making sure that uh, waiting areas are properly sized, you know, that reception desks are, are handled to, you know, invite visitors in and maintain some separation. You know, a lot of times when we're designing new offices, we now have the ability to look at toilets and and restrooms and even the kitchenette a little better and making sure that we have surfaces that are easy to clean, handles, you know, faucets and handles that are easy to clean or even touchless. You know, going into designing a bathroom perhaps that doesn't even have doors, designing and configuring the walls in such a way that you still maintain privacy, but now you don't have to touch a door handle to go in and out of the bathroom. You know, those are some things that we're able to to deal with. Uh, specifying uh, fabrics on furniture that are more easily washed and wiped down and, and don't harbor, you know, germs and debris. And even then, as you get back into you know, workstation areas, then you can really look at the idea of that that kind of monodirectional, making sure everybody's facing one direction as opposed to face to face and spreading them out a little bit more. 
you know, looking at the collaboration areas or lunchroom areas or conference rooms you know, where people collaborate and making sure that those are appropriately sized. That is a ton to think about. <laughs> um, yeah. So if you're opening up a brand new space, please contact Marcus. That's the number one. Number two, um, I would I would ask maybe that you probably want doors on the bathrooms if people are going to the bathroom, right? Um, <laughs> but I guess it's it's how you um, how how do, the, do you have to use hands to, to you know, use the handles, right? And how, how you know, that kind of works. Um, well, if you think about like, um, you yeah. know, highway rest stops and airports, you know, they don't have doors on the bathroom, but they have, they configure the walls in such a way that you just weave around and, and, and you have, you maintain the privacy. It helps deaden the sound a little bit. Yeah. And, um, and then you don't have the doors you have to worry about in the touch points. Now, assuming you do have doors, you know, and this is something that you can either design new or even, even retrofit, you know, there are mechanisms and devices that you can install on doors so that you can use your foot to operate the handle and open the door without touching the handle. That's great. These are things that we can think about as well. That's great. That's, that's great stuff. Um, all right. So, so now that we've kind of hit on, you know, briefly, but importantly, how to design a new post COVID um, office. We'll, let's talk about visitors right so say um you, you know the company has you, you know visitors that they need to be in the office H how should they go about having visitors or should they have visitors and if they do what should they be thinking about there sure so and that's a, an important question as you deal with um more on uncertainty you know it's one thing to manage the employees and a limited number of people and, and the contacts that you're dealing with there but you may not know you know, who you have coming in or where they've been. So certainly managing that becomes an important factor. And that comes down to, you know, maintain, making sure that you control where they come in, when they come in, making sure that you have a place for them to gather that's away from everybody. So just as, as a quick example, you know, in our office, we set up in our lobby, a line, a divider line, that's a, you know, visitors don't come past that line. You, you stay far enough away from the receptionist and you can have the conversation you can fill out any forms or leave any packages that need to be left behind and you know without the you know by minimizing the interaction then. sure so uh, and then just making sure that you have a good way to maintain that communication and uh, you know even if your policy is to have sign offs or forms completed or temperature checks for any visitors just make sure you have a place to safely do that yeah i i would say um if we're talking to a company that's been around for 109 years and they're putting a little line for visitors that's what we all should do. That's uh, a no-brainer. Um, well, so, we certainly so, advocate yeah. you know, sim simplicity in, in a lot of ways. Right. You know, there, signage is good and, and it has its place, but after a while, signage, uh, you get too much of it and people start ignoring it. And so you really have to come up with ways that are really as simple as possible, they're intuitive, and they make it clear that uh, what, the, what the expectation is. Sounds very reasonable. Um, hey, Marcus, uh, I, I want to thank you for you know the the small amount of time that we just talked about ha is a, is tremendous value for our audience and um, things they should be thinking about as they return. If anyone has any questions for for Marcus about their office and things that they might want to do or thinking about doing, please contact Marcus directly. Um, you can reach him via email at mrosenau. That's m r o s e n a u at 
sspartichects.com and uh, he can provide amazing um, amazing experience for you to as you as you kind of you know evolve that that workspace um, I want to again thank you again for joining us Marcus um, thank you to our listeners as usual for tuning in as well if you want to check out more episodes of HR and 15 just just always go to hr 15.com or save us as a favorite in the podcast app of your choice. See you next time. For questions or more information on today's topic, visit prestigepeo.com.